rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Return to Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. And Dave. And on this episode we're discussing minute six of Fallen Kingdom. Before we get that, David heading back to Jurassic-pedia.com. We're going to talk more Dominion dinosaurs and this time we're going to talk about the Pyroraptor. We've seen Fangoria and uh, animatronic images. We've seen the Pyroraptor in the trailers. Uh, we had a little bit of a discussion last month on, uh, on the animatronic itself and uh, sort of the way it looks. But um, this article is all about the, uh, the history of the, the little theropod dinosaur that we're going to get in uh, Dominion. Yeah, so this article will assuredly be updated once the movie comes out and we can get a full, in the series, in the movie description of it. The Pyroraptor I remember being first introduced to in the series Dinosaur Planet, and it was like a, um, it was sort of animated, it was kind of like, Walking with Dinosaurs, where his CG animated creatures against background plates came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. And one of the episodes followed a um, pyroraptor named Pop. And I remember being so enthralled with this little raptor and loving it. And so I'm actually happy to see it is in Jurassic World now. Mm. It has such an interesting... Um history with its, uh, its discovering that it too. Um, only being found because of a forest fire in 1992, damaging areas around, um, <laughs> in the province of France. Um, it's not Mount Olympus, it's Mount Olympi, Olympia or something. Um, yeah, it's in France. In fact, I can't even find the English, um, <laughs> the uh, Wikipedia page. I found the French Wikipedia page for it. <laughs> ah. So you just imagine what Google Translate's going to do to that. <laughs> how um how all that happened? The paleontologists that found it in that um in that basin over in France, only oh, because a bushfire tore through the hill. <laughs> it's um it's some interesting stuff. So again, once uh once we get some photos from uh, Dominion, we can get them posted up here as well of the actual mm-hmm. animal. Um. And yeah, be able to uh, add a bit more to the article. Relax. You're more likely to die riding on a horse than in a plane. No, I'm not, because I won't get on a horse. My chances are zero. Planes are the safest way to travel. You call this a plane? My cousin has a drone bigger than this. Dave, ready to get into minute six? Sounds good. All right, minute six of Fallen Kingdom opens with the Tyrannosaur once again stalking in the rain and ends with the Rex and the chopper at the end of the rope. As we open on minute six, the technician's yelling back to the chopper crew, not understanding what they're yelling about because of radio communication blackout or some issue. Behind them, she's back. We can see the Tyrannosaur approaching, being lit up by that lightning. And um, again, I'll go back to earlier minutes. We can see shipping containers here behind the generators, which again makes me wonder what was happening here. Um, It seems more than just set dressing, but we've talked about that in earlier minutes. the tech realises there's something big behind him, of course, and he slowly turns, taking off his headset. Uh, Return of the Rex from uh, the final minute of Jurassic World. Uh, here she is, back for minute six. Back in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we finally get 
Rexy with her own scene here once again, because this has been sorely missed since 1997, since T-Rex had a standalone scene. And honestly, I think this suspenseful kind of slow buildup that we get with this scene is why it's one of the most loved opening scenes in the franchise. Mm. It's just kind of one of those, it lures you in. It's it's like fishing. It's, you first, you get kind of lured in with the Mosasaurus and then the T-Rex attacks. And that's like the real meat of the, um, of the scene. And then you get the Mosasaur come in at the end of the scene one last time for a little bit of the dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and it's one of my problems with this film, just how quick, uh, I'm pretty sure that um, when we come back to her in Galamama's Valley, we're around the 40-minute mark, and there's no wrecks between now and then, so she's um, taken a bit of a sideline here. <laughs> and for those playing at home, uh, I believe the um, non-director's cut of Aliens, uh, it's about the 40-minute mark, too, before we actually get into film and see if, if our first mm-hmm. alien. So we... Um, like 45 minutes and we're off Nublar in this film which is really really depressing <laughs> um, and then we're rest of the movie into uh, Lockwood Estate but it is great scene her here um, of course CG not the animatronic but we get a great little scene with her here interacting with uh, the humans and some of the debris left behind on Main Street but unfortunately, like all carnivores, she just stands there and roars instead of just lunging, <laughs> lunging into attack in these films, uh, which gives the helicopter time to power up and start to lift off, and the technician begins to run towards it. And then we get the Rex charging forward, uh, sends the generator flying, sparks flying out everywhere, of course, and all the lights in the area go out, so interesting, this one generator was running, powering all these work lights, <laughs> just to darken the scene up a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, w- I would have loved it instead of it cutting the power it's sort of short circuiting and maybe sending more power because it runs past some of the old uh, structures the um Tranodon theater and the IMAX and that sort of thing I would have loved for them to sort of flicker and come back on as um as they're running up the promenade but that doesn't happen but the scared technician um he always the technician scared by her flipping the generator and he drops his tablet uh, he had one job to do <laughs> and um lucky it's got a tough case on it because the trinosaur stands on one side of it smashing the screen but we uh, do see it flash red and uh, the lagoon gates lagoon gates are only at 54 percent closed as we uh cut to the gates and them stopping so this Uh-oh. is this is how our motorcycle is going to get out um the one man there that was meant to close the gates and he's not going to be able to do it uh, i do love here too with the shot of the gates we can see that light beam from the helicopter off in the distance. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned last minute, we've seen how gates open and close in Jurassic World. Sort of push a button that opens, push a button that close. I'm not quite sure why we had needed the uh, percentage, maybe foot on the, on the, the um, on the tablet and that made the gate stop, stop opening or closing or something. Mm-hmm. But we get a shot looking down from the chopper as the technician's running through... Uh, running in the light beam below, calling out for help. Uh, behind him, Trinosaur drawing closer. Uh, the men in the chopper drop a wire rope ladder and it falls to the ground. And uh, as it does, we get our first quick glimpse of the ruined Main Street. Uh, Maintenance Vehicle 04 upside down there, I thought was an interesting one, because uh, we don't see that in the film itself, how it got there. Mm-hmm. Could be could be anything. It's right in front of the, uh, the arcade and the IMAX theatre there. 
but we didn't really see it in the closing of Jurassic World. But again, it's just something for her to uh, mm-hmm. to smash through because she does just that as she's chasing um, chasing after the technician. His vehicle gets in the way and she upends it pretty much, just throws it out of the way. She does not want it in in front of her. I do love though these shots here of Rexy's face just being illuminated by the helicopter searchlight. It looks so cool. Mm. But again, it's it's middle of the night storm. Just having the the floodlight illuminate little aspects of the set and the the, the CGI model just it does look fantastic the way it's lit. And I, I dare say that's a Bayona influence here with some of this stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But the te- technician continues to yell for help as uh, the helicopter seems to be getting further away. And as the chopper moves out over the lagoon, the wire rope ladder slips over the ruined section of fence where the uh, motorcycle jumped up in Jurassic World. And the technician jumps up over the concrete and uh, leaps into the air and hangs onto the ladder in one foul swoop just as the Tyrannosaurus snaps its jaws behind him. I found it funny here too where, as we see the technician run and jump onto the ladder, um, he falls straight in the water. It's only a few feet below the sidewalk here, where I'm pretty sure in Jurassic World the lagoon was, or this wall was a lot higher. So I don't know if the constant rain, the lagoon's higher. If those pumps aren't working, there is no way of the water to filter out. Then yes, the lagoon level would be a lot higher than what uh, we have seen. That's what I'm thinking happened, yeah. Mm. No electricity means no pumps. No pumps means there's no water going in or no and no water going out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, go looking at another film here, looking at Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I'd imagine the uh, the gates for the lagoon would be a, a fair bit taller too, considering they make this mosasaur leap out of the water to get food. So they'd want to have a bit of a um, a bit of a wall there above the water's surface for her to or to try and keep her in, especially when those mm-hmm. gates go out to the ocean, as we're going to see coming up. But as the chopper begins to lift, <laughs> the technician begins to celebrate. Just as there's a jolt on the ladder and the chopper drops uh, below him, you can see the Rex has grabbed the end of the wire ladder in its jaws, of course. It's just a big chew toy for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? <laughs> um, the Rex thrashes his head back and forth here and starts to walk backwards uh, onto Main Street, pulling the helicopter with it, and we get the uh, the pilot calling back that we're going to stall and to cut the rope. and uh, Well, to cut it now, and that's the end of the minute. That's not quite how uh, helicopter stalling works. It's a little bit different to fixed wings. Um, <laughs> helicopter stallings when the nose lift is lifted too high and the rotors lose their lift where a plane, it's all about the airspeed. And you need airflow over the wings, otherwise you're just flying a rock shape, a plane-shaped rock. But um, <laughs> looking at this scene, again, suspense. Hollywood has a, um, has a long history of using rope ladders as anchors for helicopters. Rope ladders have a safe workload. Um, looking online, and we're going to talk more about this next minute, rope ladders like this are only got about 140 kilo. I might go the wrong way here, so 150 pounds. <laughs> no, it'd be the other way. 200 and something pound, uh, or 400 pound uh, working load. They're designed to break away if they get snagged, snagged on rocks or things like that, so you don't lose an aircraft. <laughs> so um, We'll get to that. I think I might know some people who would uh, trip that. <laughs> well, if... I don't know how you go climbing it if, if you're near the the, um, the safe weight of it anyway, but um, that's a different story, and we'll touch on it next minute when we get to see. But we the Tyrannosaur jerking and pulling on this, it'd, it'd snap pretty pretty easily. If not, if we are going to say radio, it's anchored to the helicopter. 
just the head movements of the Rex here, yanking and pulling on it. That helicopter should be bouncing all over the over the shop. Even oh, yeah. Though, yeah. There's no gift there. And it is a good little scene. Um, I like this more than what we get next. I would have preferred to have them actually cut <laughs> cut the uh, the ladder to sacrifice the tech, and that's how he dies, and not what we get in the minutes coming uh, with the Mosasaur. But that's what we get. But we'll talk about that in the next couple of minutes. Uh, so anything else on that before we get into the novel comparisons? No, I think we're good. All right. As I mentioned before, um, in the novel there's no tablet. The, uh, the Rex roars... And a technician just runs out of the guardhouse towards the lifting off helicopter. There's uh, The lagoon gates are just simply left open. There's no command for them to close. So something a little bit better there in the in the novel. But um, yeah, that's it for Minute 6 of Fallen Kingdom. Dave, like that's it for the week. How about we get out of here and uh, we'll be back next week with Minute 7. All right, sounds good. All right, lovely. <laughs>